Welcome, friends, to Game Master's Studio, where we talk shop about running tabletop role-playing games. With us today is Jared and Ed, with your host, Jerry. Hello, and welcome to Game Master's Studios. We'll be talking tabletop role-playing games and tips and tricks that you can use to help bring your game at home up to the next level. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about taking the option of taking a break, as well as having a couple of special announcements to fit in. So even though we've got kind of a light topic, we do have some important information that's going to kind of be the second half of the episode today. So stick around. And if you really want to fast forward so you can check out the announcements, even if it doesn't interest you, the regular topic today. So my name is Jerry, a.k.a. Frieden, host and moderator for the show. With me in the studio today is... Jared, a.k.a. DMF, proprietor of Mad Doc Designs, creator of the world of Wrath and semi-professional DM, and nobody else. <laughs> and not Ed. <laughs> Ed is actually out this week, but he will be back for next week. Uh, and it actually kind of inspired why we wanted to do an episode today on taking a break. Um, because we're all people. We're all human. We're all mortals. We're going to get worn out. We're going to get burned out occasionally. We need to step away. And so since we had one of our regular members of the studio out today, we wanted to just discuss a little bit about that so that we can just say that we covered it. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's almost celebrating the fact that Ed's absent uh, in a sense, not celebrating that he's not here, but celebrating the concept of someone having to miss an episode, uh, a session. Uh kind of gave me the idea that hey you know sometimes people can't be there and or sometimes people just need a break from it so um now we have talked in an earlier episode about absent players players who just right. can't make it or chronically can't make it this is more along the lines of the people who can make it but are almost starting to get to the point where they don't want to yeah when you're burning you know when you're sitting there near the the burnout zone or near fatigue or like your dm just i didn't have enough time to prep this week and i really don't like i'm not feeling the whole flying by the seat of my pants thing this week you know i'm just not in that place why don't we all just take a week off i mean you can either again there, there's a couple different options you know one of them would be just take the week off hey everyone you know, you all have lives too. Normally we hang out on Saturdays and play a game. Here's your opportunity to have a free Saturday for the first time in a while. Hang out with the missus, hang out with the kids, hang out with some friends, go see a movie by yourself, enjoy some alone time. Yeah. And it's also, we, we were talking, it's really important as a DM that you make it okay for your players um, to say, I have a bunch of stuff going on in my life. I need to be, I, I need to skip this week or I can't make it or even, even just being able to come to you and be like, dude, I've been playing way too much. I'm burned out. I want to take some time off, but everybody else just wants to keep going. Can I step away? As a DM or a GM, you need to be accommodating to that because let your players step away. Let their batteries recharge and let them come back. Because if you force them to stay, they're they're... batteries are going to go from low to dead. They're going to be completely burned out. They're not going to want to keep playing. And you, you're going to wind up losing players and possibly even losing friendships. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have games like my games, but typically for every one player that wants to rotate out, you have a one or two players in the, in the wings that are willing to jump in. Um, again, like we talked about in a previous episode, if you build it, they will come. 
I tend to have trouble getting games started, but once they start, like I can't, I don't have enough seats at my table. Like I instantly am like, Oh, well now that the game's actually rolling and we're three sessions in, I got three, four more people that want to jump in, but I don't have room for them. Sorry. I might have to do another game. <laughs> well, I, th- I think our situation, our game group, because we all, you know, we hear the studio, we all play in the same game groups and we have our own games separately as well, but we, have a group that runs together. We've kind of been blessed in that usually we have a minimum of two to three people who like game mastering at the table. So you can have that rotation out. It's also an excellent opportunity for somebody who wants to be a first time GM to step in. Um, Again, we talked about first time GMing, but it's so much easier to start your first game with a group of people that you're already comfortable with, that you've been spending time playing with. Now you get to kind of see this view from the head of the table, as it were, and you already understand all the house rules. You don't need to explain that extra stuff to people. You already have a group that's working cohesively that's going to get along. Um, So it's a good conducive environment to taking your first steps as a GM and seeing whether or not it's something that you want to continue to pursue later. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, I mean, if you, again, so say you're the GM or the DM and you just, I need this week off. Hey, Jerry, you've been talking about how you want to try DMing for the first time. Why don't you feel like, do you have something prepared? Do you want to try DMing this week? Instead of us just all taking the week off, boom, you know, you jump in there. You know, try to give them as much notice as possible the second you realize you don't want to play the game. So they're not just like literally like walking in the door and going, I have to run. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great opportunity for them to to kind of get that first experience under their belt. And no one's going to have huge high expectations. They're going to know, you know, you're going to be with a group of friends or you know, a gaming group that you're you're comfortable with, like Jerry said. And they're going to know it's your first time running a game. And you've got you've got some other benefits to rotating out. Um, the DM gets to step away and play, um, which, like it or not, playing requires less effort, less preparation than being a uh, a game master. It's not necessarily no effort, but you definitely have to put in less, which can help the GM refresh. It gives them a new perspective, so they may see something going on and think, "Wow, in my game, I would have handled that this way." I'm going to write that down. That's going to become a plot point in one of my games coming up. You know, you can get some ideas. You can get a chance to just kind of sit back, relax, and cruise a little bit. Um, I know I've had games where I'm in and I'm just kind of playing on cruise control. Like, hey, I'm a team player. Go group. I'm with you. What you guys decide, I'm in. But I'm not going to take the lead. I'm not going to be the tactician. I'm not going to be the one who's driving the story. But I'm here for the game. Yeah, that's typically the the stance I try to take where I DM, you know, a a fair chunk of the time when I'm playing. I try to not be the spotlight hog. I want to just kind of be the support. I mean, who doesn't want to be, you know, in the spotlight? But, you know, I get to be in the spotlight when I'm DMing all the time. Like, you know, I have a variety of NPCs that get to hog the show whenever I want them to. So why not share that spotlight as much as possible when you're the player? And, And also, again, you know, like it's less effort on your part to just sit back, relax and support the team. Yeah, and when you're rotating through, uh, the players at the table can try different roles. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody always plays the dumb muscle, maybe play the smart guy. Uh, somebody has never been the leader, maybe you give a shot at leading this group. You've always wanted to play a wizard. Oh, well, Steve's going to be coming and sitting down. He's going to be playing for the first time. You should roll up a wizard for his game. 
Plus, if you have a first-time DM, uh, you know, running the game at your table, uh, if it's okay with them, or it might even be their idea, they might ask you to critique them or give you some, you know, give them some pointers or some feedback, you know, some constructive criticism after the fact. So, like Jerry said, that gives you an opportunity to sit there and and not be judgmental, but for you to like pay a little bit extra attention to how they're dealing with different situations. To either, because you can always learn from someone, even if they're a new DM. So you might get some inspiration there, but it also might be one of those, like, this is what not to do. Like, sometimes you can learn from seeing someone do something that you don't agree with. And that's not to say that they're wrong. It's just something that you might not prefer. Or you um, you could see them run into a situation where they're struggling to handle it. And you may think, okay, how would I handle that? How would I take care of that? Right. And if they ask you for help at the table, by all means, give them help at the table. But for the most part, just kind of keep some notes. And afterwards, just, you know, come up to them and go, look, I think you did a great job. This is some 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 points that I noticed. Not saying you did anything wrong here, but like, here's some ideas. Here's some things that I noticed and observed. And, you know, if they don't want your, your feedback, don't give it to them. If they, you know, if they ask for it or, you know, or they're accepting of it, I just think it's, Sometimes it's nice for you to sit back instead of doing to observe, you know, by observing other people, it gives you and you, even though you're there to help basically teach them or to give them some pointers, you're going to learn something out of it too. Even if it's one small little thing, you'll probably learn something or observe something, become aware of something that you weren't aware of before. And I do usually like to start, start any feedback that I give with thanks for running or Mm -hmm. I had fun or something along those lines, because even if I'm giving feedback to the DM that, absolutely does not mean i didn't enjoy myself um you know games are fun and a lot of the as much of the burden for a game being fun rests on the players as it does the dm um we actually had a recent incident in one of my games where the dm was like i'm sorry i don't feel like people were having fun and i had to say that no well it's as much the player's responsibility to have fun as it is the dm's Mm -hmm. you can't just assume that you have to do everything yeah i mean it's a group effort the other thing with uh, when you know with giving feedback, it's my personal opinion or my my personal philosophy, I guess. When giving feedback, constructive, even if it is mostly constructive and not so much complimentary, to try to start with something positive and end with something positive, a compliment sandwich. Yeah, so you because you don't really want to do the whole like you did great, but because I mean that's kind of like when you get feedback at work and your boss comes like. Really good job doing X, but Y really sucked. And then you end on on this sour negative kind of note and you feel like you're, you're focused on that. That was the last thing you heard. So if you start with something positive to to instantly, you know, alleviate some of the stress of what's coming because they know they're about to get critiqued and also make sure you end on a positive note to let them know that like there was more than just one positive thing. And so they're not dwelling on the negative last words out of your mouth. Now, part of my, part of my day job actually includes giving feedback and coaching uh, to associates that I work with. And one of the things in the training on feedback uh, included that using the, but like you did this really well, but what we wanted to see here was a little different. As soon as you say, but they say you've negated everything you already said, right? Instead you did this really well. I would have liked to see this done differently Mm -hmm. because of this you know, makes it into two separate statements so they can hang on to the one positive without completely forgetting that as soon as it's, but this overshadowed it all. Right, exactly. Yeah, because it sounds like the the but is, like you said, it's like an eraser, it's negating the, the previous comment because it's, it's adding, 
even if it's not intended to, it sounds like you're adding a, you know, a subtext to the original statement. Like, or a qualifier. Yeah, or a qualifier. Yeah. So, you know, you're, it's like, okay, that was a really great peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I prefer to have my crust cut off. Like, well, it was still a really good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It just could have been better if you took the crust off. And the different, and you can hear a difference between that was a really good peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I like the crust cut off. And that was a really good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Usually I like the crust cut off. Yeah. I'd have preferred it with, yeah. You know, so, you know, you can just hear the, hear the difference in, in how that sounds. You know, that when I said, when I say, but it sounds like, well, even though it was, you know, no, no, I, all you hear is I don't like crust. <laughs> you left the crust on, you failed. All right. Um, so yeah. Uh, what moving on last moving one. On. Uh, games? Well, we, we still have a couple of options on the list that we okay. haven't covered game night um, mm-hmm. setting up. So that instead of doing your regular tabletop role playing, maybe you're playing some card games, some board games. If you weren't aware of it, there are some amazing modern board games and card games that are out. Um, it's not just Monopoly and Clue and Risk anymore. There's a lot of just amazing options that are available. And looking into some of those, definitely you know look online. You can find some fun party and group games. And it's still a chance to hang out, to have fun with people. Um, and you can still kind of, you know, do the stuff that you enjoy. You know, oh, you like playing D&D? Um, I'm not specifically endorsing this. This is actually a game I haven't played, but, you know, Lords of Waterdeep. It's a D&D game themed board game um, in which you play various lords of the houses and go out and play. I've been meaning to look into it, but I just happen to know of it. Right there, you know your people like D and D. It's a D and D game. You know you can also have. There's a variety of other options that will fit in with the themes, or maybe find something that doesn't fit with the themes, just so that you get kind of a palette cleanser going on. Yeah, I mean, if you want something that fits with the theme, you got like Hero Quest, where you're all playing different characters, and there's even like a little bit of a leveling up kind of system or yeah. descent. Was it just the same kind of concept? You know, you can, uh, you know, acquire equipment and new powers. There's not like a, a level system so much as spending XP, kind of more like a white wolf kind of thing for descent. There's the, the there's actual like the D&D board games. Like, what is it? I think there's a winter of elemental evil, I think is. Yeah, one there's of them. one with like there's a Dritz board game. There's yep. a couple of them, but you're you only I think there's only like your character is only level one or level two. I think you only level up once in the game, but it's like a little mini abbreviated adventure. Yep. Again, trying to get a little bit more of a palate cleanser, but trying to make sure you kind of build, like, I think of it as a great opportunity to not just get to hang out with each other, but also as like a team building exercise kind of opportunity. Any kind of cooperative game. Um, There's a variety of games that we play that are cooperative based, but that's, I think, one of the big things you see nowadays with games as opposed to back in the day is back in the day, it was like almost always player versus player. Yeah. You know, you had a winner, you had a loser, you know, everyone else was a loser like Monopoly and Sorry and, you know, Shoots and Ladders and all that stuff. But nowadays you can play, you know, different games and I'm not going to really try to be like, um, drop any name, you know, like do any name dropping here, but there are a variety of games out where you're basically playing against the game. The game has its own mechanic designed to make the players lose. And, and they range from, you know, you're going to kind of cruise through it to the game's going to win much, much more often than you will. Yeah, there are some pretty intense strategy-based cooperative games. Uh, one in particular is on my head, but again, I don't want to name drop a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, 
but I just think that's a great opportunity for the group as a whole to kind of like, you know, to, to build and that, that cooperative mentality. Cause you know, most of the time they're a party that's working together and also it gives the DM a chance to work with the group. So you can kind of build that camaraderie with the DM included um, without them having to, you know, say, ha, 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 I win. Cause the last thing you want to do is play a bunch of games where it's player versus player and the DM wins every game of the night. And you're like, I hate you. This is player ver- this is D- players versus DMs. <laughs> and even if, if you're not, if pick up some games, get some friends together on another night that you don't play, have fun with it. We've started doing that in our area and it's actually been a blast. Yeah. It's uh, definitely a nice palate cleanser. Just to goof around with some friends and play some, whether it's difficult or easy, but most of the time fairly easily or at least straight ahead games where you just, you these are the rules. These are how it works and boom, you're done. You have some fun. Um, and then of course we have the option of, you know, even kind of a little less structure on the pole. It's just hanging out, just get together with your friends, hang out, watch movies, play video games, talk, you know, Do dinner together like a potluck or something, you know, just spend time that way. You're not playing. There's no pressure that we have to play right now, but just, you know, still just kind of bonding with your friends because theoretically you're friendly with these people. You want to spend time with them You know, get a chance yeah. to just spend a little downtime. Yeah, I personally think it would be great. You know, like our, my current game that I'm running is a monthly game, not a weekly game. But if I was running another weekly game, I think it would be nice if not necessarily once a month, but maybe every three months doing like a pizza movie night just have that like almost built into the schedule because i think uh you know again because you get a chance you'll hang out a little bit before the movie you'll hang out a little bit after the movie but everyone's always like a lot of people use movies as inspiration other than you know obviously there's books too but you can't get together and all read the same book in the same night (laughs) but you know they use movies as inspiration for characters and you know and and uh, events and ideas and concepts and not everyone's seen all the same movies that we've all seen. Most of us have seen Lord of the Rings. Most of us have seen, you we know, need, we need to do like a mystery science theater, 3000 Lord of the Rings with the game group. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, finding some of these more obscure, you know, obscure movies, like say you guys, you know, we're going to be doing a horror game. Like, and I'm like, I'm a huge fan of like, I think session nine is actually a USA films movie from like the early two thousands. It's a very much a B movie. I know a lot of people that have heard of it, but most people haven't heard of it. It was even on Netflix for a little while, but still most people hadn't seen it movie. Like it's one of those, like it kind of, it's okay. It freaks, you know, it's a little bit spine tingly here and there, but like the end, every single time I see this movie at the very end, there is a shiver down my spine and I cannot control, even though I know what's coming every single time, the end of the movie, there is a shiver down my spine. And that would be one of those movies, especially if we're going to be getting ready to play a horror game. Like, Let's all sit down and watch session nine so you guys can know where I'm coming from. And I want you all to share this experience with me so I can be the only person that, you know, doesn't, I'm not the only person that has a shiver going down their spine every time they think about this one moment. Cause sometimes I just have to think about it and I get the shiver. And it's also a nice way to, you know, highlight the different uh, aspects of your group. For example, if you said to me like, okay, we're doing a horror film, we're doing a horror game, but we're going to w- watch a horror film. You know what? And you get to choose what we're watching. The immediately the first thing I went to is I'm pretty sure it's called it the terror from beyond space, hmm. um, which is like a 1950s film, um, but it was one of the first horror films ever, and very well done because they knew they didn't have special effects 
to rely on. So they do a lot of like, you know, you don't see what's coming. You know what's going on. Um, I really hope that it, the terror from beyond space is actually the one I'm thinking of. Um, it was based on the short story who goes there. It was later remade into the thing. Okay. Um, but it was just, it was one of the first like horror sci-fi type films ever made. And there's a lot of like cliches that, that looks cliche there, but you realize that they were the first ones. Yeah, it to wasn't do a it. cliche when they did it. It wasn't cliche when they did it. Yeah, did they it. made the cliche. You know, this <laughs> this is my you know, and this is also my film background. Like this is where the horror that we're doing now. This is some of where it started, where it came from. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, for a long time, there was the whole lack of special effects. So there was the whole concept of less is more. You know, like yeah. imply the monster, don't show the monster. It's scarier than anything we could show you. Uh, which the same is still true nowadays. I think like, you know, your imagination is going to run away. You know, if it's done right, you know, your imagination is always going to be way worse than anything they can show you. They can, I think most things are going to, they're going to, they can show you even with our ability of special effects nowadays. Most of the time, if it's going to get you, it's just gross. It's not necessarily as scary as what your, your brain can come up with. It's just like, Oh, well they got me, but that's just gross. Not scary. Cause, and I think we spoke about this a little bit when we were talking about doing horror games. Um, what you can come up with in your head is automatically going to be custom tailored to what gets you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that less is more. I don't show it. You're going to come up with what's worst for you. Um, so that's what we were talking about for, for just taking a break and taking some time off to be able to recharge, reset, come back, have fun with the games. Um, we are a little early wrapping up on that because we have a number of announcements and upcoming stuff that we wanted to talk about and share the information on that. So this is the point that we were telling you to fast forward to, to if you didn't want to sit back and take listen to taking a break. Um, so we have some upcoming stuff that we we're really kind of excited about. Um, PortCon is Convention in Portland, Maine, running June 2nd to June 25th. We are doing a live panel uh, on the 23rd at 11 a.m. We're going to be doing an hour-long question and answer panel, live questions for anybody who's there who wants to ask about gaming, about running a successful podcast, about any of the other projects that we have coming up. We're going to be we're going to be doing a little bit of discussion early on, then opening up the floor to questions. So if anybody is going to be up in the New England area and can attend, love to see you there. Um, Come out for the show. We have our big announcement. This is Jared's big project. uh, The YouTube channel that we are setting up. Do you want to uh, let them know what's going on with that? Sure. Yes. So, well, you know, we've got our podcast that's been going on for over a year now, and we've been talking all the while about, you know, transitioning or or not necessarily transitioning, but adding on to doing a YouTube channel. But we decided instead of just basically transitioning our YouTube to our, I'm sorry, our podcast to two different venues to bring a different project to YouTube. So what we're going to do is actually we have already have several sessions recorded. They just need to be edited and put up on online, but we're going to be doing some uh, gameplay, some live gameplay of us playing our game, our D and D game that I'm running. Uh, It's a monthly game. Uh, We're going to be recording that. We're actually recording it in a 360 slash virtual reality kind of environment. So you basically, if you put on some VR goggles, it's going to be like you're uh, at, at the seat. You have a seat at the table. 
and you're just one of the players. Uh, I don't address you specifically and ask you to play the game, but uh, you get to have that that first person experience uh, just sitting at the table and enjoying a game of D&D. Jared, uh-huh. Jared is running it with Ed and I are playing. And we do have three other players who hopefully we might be able to get on the podcast in the future once that goes up. Talk a little bit about the experiences and share their view on them. Yeah, we definitely hope to have them all later on and maybe try to get the whole cast on one episode and then maybe do some like one off uh, episodes later on. But try to get, you know, everyone on here and have a little chit chat about how they think the game's going once there's a few more sessions under our belt. But definitely you're going to want to check that out. Uh, June is going to be when the first episode is available on our YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel is just Game Master Studio. The uh, session or the the campaign name is going to be under Dark Hounds is what I'm calling it right now. Uh, it, the name was a work in progress, but that's where I ended up. We, we don't have a hard date for that, but it's early June. Yeah, it'll be early June. I'm shooting for around the 5th, which is the first Monday of the month. I'm hoping to have it like uh, get it established because I'd like to have a new episode every Monday with our podcast following every, you know a new episode every Tuesday. So they're not on the same day. Um, so probably the best place for information on that is to check on Patreon. Yeah, Patreon will have updates um, uh, for the public and there'll be some, of course, some extra additional information for our paid patrons uh, for the exclusive blog. But yeah, we'll have some public information for everyone on Patreon. Uh, Patreon. And or just check in, stay tuned on the the channel Game Master Studio on YouTube. Um, and now also for that for that game, all of the maps that are being used are exclusive Mad Doc Design maps. That's uh, Jared's uh, graphics and map company. Um, we're going to be releasing some of those as limited uh, Patreon exclusive rewards so you can subscribe support us through patreon you'll be able to download some of those maps um others will be available for sale um we have set up a shop for for game master studio through cafe press uh there's a merchandise link right on our podbean page so you can go there get uh merchandise with the game master studio logo get some of the mad doc design maps we're also for the youtube channel we have uh, a variety of items featuring the characters um, with original artwork done by Adam Kinney, who provided some amazing character uh, visual designs. And those are available on the cafe press for, you know, cops, shirts, whatever. It's yeah. merchandising. That's where the real yeah. money is. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising. Yeah, there's a variety of stuff. Uh, there's going to be just some regular Game Master Studio merchandise, but there's also some collector sets that we've created uh, to collect the whole set of uh, one of, you know, for the whole party. Because, again, we have a picture done by Adam Kinney for every character in the party. It's a five-party group, so you can get a set of, there's five different shot glasses, five mugs, five um different tile coasters etc so on there's a variety of them uh we'll probably have some of the merchandise available in later episodes we're going to be ordering some stuff up so you can see it firsthand if you're watching the show we're hoping to have everyone get probably get her a stein for everyone just so you can kind of see it um but also another thing that's in the works uh adam is working on the design for the the big bad evil guy 
which I won't be naming because you have to watch the show and see to you know, find out the to get to the point that we're at. But Jerry knows who I'm talking about. He was just recently revealed in the last session that we recorded, which will probably be around episode eight when his name's revealed, I think, give or take, based off of the, the timeline of how I'm going to be editing. So, And since I know how Jared runs the game, I've already got like... Like, I think of like three different options of who could turn out to be the big bad. You know, there's the obvious <laughs> yeah. this guy is being set up to be. And then there's also could be this could be that. Yeah, I, I try not to make things too straight ahead, but sometimes straight ahead is what you need. Uh, but yeah, Adam's working on designing a the the big bad evil guy. So we'll have some some art and some hopefully some future merchandise with that character on it as well. Again, that won't be out for a couple more months. He's just started working on it and we're not going to make that available until it's that we've had the reveal on the episode as well. So although teaser there, although correct me if I'm wrong, but you are putting together uh, the introductory videos. So people will be able to kind of meet the players, see the cast before the actual episodes go up. So, right. Yeah. There will be a meet the players, uh, video coming up soon. Uh, we just have, or have a couple teasers that are going to be out. Um, or we have one teaser out now. We'll have a couple more teasers out soon. Um, but we will have a meet the characters video up. And we also, since we decided to go the VR route, the first two episodes are recorded in a regular video format, not in VR. So those will actually be released later on as like bonus slash lost episodes. The first official episode is actually going to be technically our third game session, but we'll be playing. We'll catch you up on the story. uh, So, you know, where we're at. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't work out quite perfectly on that, but I think it's for the best because I think the 360 VR experience is going to be unique. And it's honestly just a lot of fun. Like just going and glancing at the raw footage is just cool. And, Yeah, I don't think there's anything in the first couple sessions that's like the t- there's not going to be any of those tiny clues that, oh, you missed that. And now you don't understand where the story's going. Right. No, it was just a lot of character introduction and a lot of like forming the party kind of, you know, yeah. storyline, just kind of getting the group together, you know, and some of that would have been nice to have seen. There was some nice role playing that was there. But again, it will be available later on, you know, just in a regular video format, not 360. But still, uh, yeah, it's not lost. Um, And lastly, we do we were approached to to do an interview with another podcast, Geektitude. Um, So we are going to be doing an interview with them. We don't know when that's going to specifically air again. When we have more details, we'll let you know. We'll definitely be putting up links so you can check that out. They are going to be starting a, a live play game i don't know if they're doing twitch or youtube or something like that and they asked us to come on answer some questions about gaming and about gming running games so we we agreed to stop over there and give them some advice and once we get some more info and when that's available we'll be sharing that with you guys as well we're just really glad that people are looking to us to provide those answers for this is what we do yeah absolutely and as always uh if anyone has any questions as a person you know like any individual questions i'm constantly answering questions on um on facebook but more so even so on uh, on twitter just hit us up with a, a private message and I'll give you my thoughts. If, uh, you know, if it's on Facebook, any of us can check it out. 
Uh, on Twitter, I'm pretty much the only one that goes on the Twitter page. So you pretty much just get my point of view on things. I tried to go on the Twitter page once and I think I almost broke it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a different format. But yeah, if you have any questions, uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and we'll, we'll give you our advice, our suggestions. Or if you have an idea for a future uh, topic for a show, uh, we're always uh, game for input. Yep. Uh, Twitter is GMS Studios. And of course, you know, on Facebook, you can find us through the, the Facebook search for Game Master Studios. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you like to hear. Let us know what you thought of the topics. Um, we did mention Patreon earlier, patreon.com slash Game Master Studio. That's where we'll be doing a lot of our announcements where you can uh, sign up if you'd like to support us, which also gives you access to some of that exclusive content and blogs that we were doing. Cafe Press is Cafe Press slash GMS. Okay. And there's the link there from the Podbean page as well. Um, and we do have the archaic message boards, which really. I should just take those. I haven't been on those things in forever. I, I, I go on and I check and they just aren't getting used. <laughs> Yeah, I just, because we're communicating with people through Facebook, through Twitter. Yeah, I mean, who uses message boards Patreon. anymore really yeah. is what it boils down to. I mean, it's better for archiving information than it is for, you know, uh, real time communication. I think we set it up originally for us to communicate and, and store our conversations about what we want to do and how we want to build this. And then we just opened up extra boards for like if fans want to come on and talk and then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, most of the conversations through Facebook and Twitter. You know, well, that's. That's where the kids are hanging out. That's what's hip. <laughs> uh, I would make an Instagram if I understood Instagram, but that's pretty much just for pictures anyways. So, well, maybe we can do some shots of the games and some yeah, uh, I, I think Instagram is, yeah, it's cool for like, this is what we're doing right now. Here's some, here's some shots. I just took with my phone right now as we're playing the game. You know what I mean? All right, so we're going to wrap it up there, and we've pretty much covered all of the usual outro stuff, Facebook, Twitter, message boards, Patreon, all that. Um, we are here with new episodes every Tuesday, so give us a shout if there's anything you'd like to hear about, any questions you have. And until then, have fun with your games, and we'll see you the next time we're back in the studio.